Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. NFL football jersey number 54. Who's the players that come to your mind when you think of that? Pause that for a second and then listen to this podcast. See if they come up on our top 10 list of most significant players to play in the NFL wearing that jersey 54. All coming up in a moment. This is the Pigskin Daily History Dispatch, a podcast that covers the anniversaries of American football events throughout history on a day-to-day basis. This is your host, Darren Hayes, and we're podcasting from America's North Shore to bring you the memories of the gridiron, one day at a time. So with Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff supplying us with the dunes, let's go no huddle through today's football history headlines and birthdays of Hall of Famers. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, my football friends. This is Darren. He's of pigskindispatch.com, and we're bringing you another great bonus edition of the Pigskin Daily History Dispatch, our football by number series, and we are all the way up to jersey number 54. Great players that wore the jersey number 54 mostly linebackers and linemen offensive linemen again uh, we want to talk about as many significant players as we can we want to come up with a top 10 list of the best players to wear that jersey number 54 and we're going to go through it and try to give you some insight in these significant players that played the game in the nfl the last 101 years and we have a lot to cover and we'll start off where we always do the Pro Football Hall of Fame gives us three names of players that wore jersey number 54 during their Hall of Fame careers. And that is Randy White, Brian Urlacher, and Jim Ringo. Pretty good uh, cast of characters there to be in our Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I think we're going to end up seeing each of them uh, make our, our top 10. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you who they are. Uh, you know, Randy White wore the jersey number for 14 years. Brian Urlacher for 13 years. Jim Ringo for four seasons, but four very productive seasons. And we're going to go into each one of them with a little bit of detail. And first one we're going to talk about is Randy White. You know, Randy White, great uh, defense attack, a linebacker, defense end, played just a little bit everywhere. Such a versatile player for the Dallas Cowboys. Came in in 1975, played with a team through 1988's season, and he just had a tremendous career. Had uh, Besides being in the Hall of Fame, he made it to nine Pro Bowls. You know, can you imagine that? Nine different times in his great career, uh, you know, the 14-year career that he made that Pro Bowl. And uh, that, that's definitely a testament how good he was. Seven times he was an All-Pro. So half of his seasons, uh, he was an All-Pro. Super Bowl champion with the Cowboys. He was the Hall of Fame's All-1980s team as well. And uh, we're just going to read you a little bit from his uh, birthday bio for uh, January 15th. He was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, uh, and he went to the University of Maryland uh, 
National Football Foundation's biography says that when he arrived in Maryland, he was there to play fullback. But the coaching staff soon changed his position to defensive tackle, and many people in the know after that called him the quickest lineman in football. Randy was named an All-American by the Associated Press in 1973 and was a unanimous selection in 1974. His other gridiron awards in college, 1974, included the Outland Awards Nation's Best Interior Lineman and the Lombardi Award for the Nation's Best Lineman or linebacker. The NFF voters selected Randy White to gain entrance to College Football Hall of Fame in 1994, and he was the second player in that 1975 draft by the Dallas Cowboys. He played 14 seasons there, and was, uh, you know, like we said, he was an all-pro. He was the co-MVP of Super Bowl XII in 1978. Uh, great player, and definitely had a lot of that uh, awards that you would expect with uh, an outstanding player of his caliber. Wore that jersey number 54 his entire career with the Cowboys uh, just a fantastic player and we're glad to be able to present to you uh, him being on our top 10 list next on our list as we mentioned Brian Erlacher who was uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame middle linebacker that played for the NFL Chicago Bears this modern monster of the midway played college ball at the University of New Mexico and is recognized as one of the school's most outstanding athletes as he was a consensus All-American for them and was entered into the College Football Hall of Fame in a 2017 selection class his NFL career spanned 13 seasons. He was voted to All-Pro eight times and won the honor of being the Defensive Player of the Year in the NFL in 2005. In 2018, in his first year of eligibility, he was voted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And what a true career he had. You know, just, uh, you know, eight Pro Bowls, four times as an All-Pro. All 2000s Hall of Fame team. He was the you know, 2000 AP Defensive Rookie of the Year and the 2005 AP Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, just uh, some great outstanding things. Yeah, 41 and a half sacks he recorded. He registered over 1,361 tackles he was part of. 1,046 of those were solo tackles. And um, just seven playoff games he was in. Just an outstanding middle linebacker. Uh, just looked the part, built uh, to play middle linebacker. And what a fantastic player Brian Erlacher truly was. Um, and that's why he's in both Hall of Fames. And that is also why he is our second player on our greatest number 54s of all time. Next up is our final Hall of Famer that wore jersey number 54. And it's Jim Ringo. He was born in Orange, New Jersey. And he attended Syracuse University. And the Pro Football Hall of Fame.com tells us that Jim played center for 15 seasons, four of those wearing the jersey number 54, for the Green Bay Packers. And he was, during his career, he played on three championship teams and 10 Pro Bowls. He was an all-league selection seven times as an undersized lineman who used his smarts as well as his speed to block the best defenses had to offer. The Pro Football Hall of Fame inducted Jim Ringo in 1981's enshrinement class. And he, uh, like I said, twice as an NFL champion, all Hall of Fame team of the 1960s, six times as an All-Pro, 10 Pro Bowls, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, just a tremendous, tremendous career. Uh, played uh, all those seasons. And I'm sorry, he wore the 54, not with the Green Bay Packers, but his last four seasons were with the Philadelphia Eagles. He wore 54. He was number 51 his entire Green Bay career, as we talked about in our number 51 uh, edition of this series. And, you know, but still a very productive player at center uh, from the 64 through 67 seasons uh, with Philadelphia. Played 63 through. Uh, 
I'm sorry, 53 through 63 with the Green Bay Packers. Just a tremendous, tremendous player. Uh, glad that he is in the Hall of Fame. Glad that he has also made our list of the top 10 jersey number 54 wearers. He is our, taking our third spot. Now, we're going to talk about players that are not yet in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, they could be some of them because there's some good ones. And we're going to have a real run on linebackers. And they wore that jersey number 54 for long periods of time. You know, Zach Thomas wore the jersey number for 12 seasons. Uh, played his entire career, I'm sorry, uh, 11 of those seasons with the Miami Dolphins. One final season with the Dallas Cowboys 2008. Came into the league 1996 with the Dolphins. And he was just that fantastic. Fantastic uh, player, you know. Coach Jimmy Johnson just loved him at the middle linebacker position. But he made seven Pro Bowls and was a five-time All-Pro, All Hall of Fame team of the 2000s team. Uh, but the 54 he wore then uh, during the Miami Dolphins years. He was number 55 with the Cowboys. Let's make that clear. So basically talking about him as a Miami Dolphin, which was the better part of his career. He had 1,107 solo tackles, folks. That is quite a bit. You know, you're talking about some of these players that, uh, you know, have that many in combination tackles. But Zach Thomas had a nose for the football, liked to stick it in there and, uh, you know, tangle with some of the best uh, backs and tight ends and quarterbacks there were and uh, taking on some giant linemen too during his career uh there were some monsters that played during his era but uh just another outstanding player and with the credentials he has seven pro bowls five times all pro all hall of fame team i think there's no reason that zach thomas of the miami dolphins is not our fourth on our list of top 10 greatest players now our next one we'll talk about is chuck howley He's another linebacker. He came in in 1958 with the Chicago Bears, played there a couple seasons. Then 1961, after a knee injury in 1960, the Dallas Cowboys picked him up, and he stayed there to all the way through 1973. He wore jersey number 54 his entire career, and that has spanned 16 different seasons. And uh, let's just look, talk about some of his credentials. You know, six Pro Bowls, five times as an All-Pro, one Super Bowl championship, 54 his whole career, um, 25 interceptions, and took two of those back to the house for touchdowns. Just another tremendous player, and I can't see him staying off our list either, especially wearing it for 16 seasons. That's almost you know two decades wearing the same number. Great, great uh, career uh, length for a linebacker. That's why he's our fifth on the spot, Chuck Halley. And, you know, a more modern player still playing the game, Bobby Wagner, playing at a very, very high level. And Bobby, of course, has played with the Seattle Seahawks his entire career so far. 2012 came in with the, so- the Hawks. Uh, 2020, he uh, played another tremendous campaign. He's been a seven times in the Pro Bowl, six times as an All-Pro, won that Super Bowl championship with the Seahawks in that Legion of uh, Doom, Legion of Boom, I guess they were called, uh, all Hall of Fame 2010s team. Uh, so, I mean, these guys are just having some great credentials when at 54. That is definitely a great linebacker number. And, uh, Bobby uh, Wagner wore that jersey so far for 10 seasons, going under his 11th, and he is already going to make our top 10 greatest NFL players to wear that 54, because how can you leave him off? And uh, our next player we'll talk about is Brian Waters. And Brian's not a linebacker, so we're going away from that a little bit, but a true great player all uh, all the same. You know, He was a guard, an offensive guard, came in with the Kansas City Chiefs in the year 2000, played with them all the way to 2010, 
and then had a one-year stint with New England, and in a final year in 2013, after uh, he missed a season for by not reporting, played with the Dallas Cowboys. But 11 years as a Kansas City Chief, uh, and the one with New England were the ones he wore jersey 54. So 12 years with the 54 on his chest, and uh, what he did with that? Well, he made six Pro Bowls. Twice he was an All-Pro. He was a 2009 Walter Payton Man of the Year uh, in that in that year, and uh, just a great, great player, great blocker, uh, blocked for some uh, you know great players. You know, um, just Kansas City and uh, New England just had some great running games, and you know had some prolific offenses. And he was at the center of that, playing that guard position, and. Uh, I think with that credential, you know, six Pro Bowls, two times All-Pro, how could you not leave him off the list? So we have seven spots filled up here, and uh, we still have some good players to talk about. And uh, it's going to start getting real picky here, and because uh, we have only three left to put on our list. All right, another great player to talk about wore that jersey number 54 for 10 seasons, and that is Chris Spielman. You know, Spielman, another great defender, uh, linebacker, uh, going back in our linebacker mode. 1988, came in with the Detroit Lions, stayed there all the way to 1995, then two final seasons, 96-97, with the Buffalo Bills, uh, but wore 54 that entire 10-year career. And he had 10 and a half sacks during his career. It was a four-time Pro Bowl a player, uh, one time as an All-Pro, and uh, you know his tackles: 1,363 combination tackles. 375 of those were solo. Um, you know, those are some good numbers, but I don't know that he is going to be automatically on this list. We're going to put him as a standby player uh, because he does not have the credentials that we've talked about so far. But maybe our next player will. Uh, another linebacker, Teddy Bruschi. Uh, Linebacker that played uh, most famously for the New England Patriots because that's where he stayed his entire career. 96 all the way to 2008. Uh, just had a lengthy career. 13 seasons wearing that jersey, 54. Um, had the, the, some health concerns, uh, you know, some very uh, major health concerns in during his playing time, but uh, came back from that and was able to perform at a high level. Uh, three-time Super Bowl champion, one Pro Bowl he made. He was a 2005 AP Comeback Player of the Year. We talked about he had that disease. I believe it was a form of cancer that he had that he fought and recovered from and played through and uh, did some things. But he had 30 and a half sacks during his career. His tackles just over 1,000, 1,074 combination, 680 solo tackles. He's another one of those players that's sort of on the fringe of, you know, looking in. Can we put him on that list or not? Not sure right now until we talk about some more players, but we're going to put him on standby with Spielman. And then we're going to go and talk about Ed Flanagan, who wore a jersey number for quite some time, 12 seasons. Uh, he came in with the Detroit Lions in 1965, stayed there all the way to 1974, and then the San Diego Chargers picked him up as their center, 1975-76. So Ed, Ed was a center his entire career, 54 that all 12 of those years. And uh, just a f- great career. Four Pro Bowls he made. Uh, you know, blocked for some uh, some very prolific backs. Uh, Detroit Lions had, especially in the San Diego Chargers. Uh, just uh, a real heady player. Um, very solid player. Very consistent, and uh, played a lot of games. Uh, only missed. Uh, his first uh, 
11 seasons, one game he missed. I'm sorry, he didn't miss any games the first 11 seasons. His, fi- his only time he missed was his final season where he missed a start for the Chargers. But gosh, you know, you get a little long in the tooth there. You're something bound to get a, a tire flat or something somewhere. And uh, But, you know, very consistent player. Not sure that he's going to make it in here, but a very consistent uh and great center for the Detroit Lions, the San Diego Chargers. And Levante David is another one we're going to talk about. He's an outside linebacker. Uh, he came in with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2012, uh, played all the way last year, 2020. And, of course, he won that Super Bowl championship with Tom Brady coming uh, in this past Super Bowl. Uh, made it to one Pro Bowl, one time as an All-Pro. And so far, he's at 24 sacks during his career. He's got 806 solo tackles, 1,125 combination tackles. Uh, and... Uh, He's also scored two touchdowns off of interceptions, and he's had 12 interceptions at the linebacker position too, the outside linebacker. So, you know, pretty pretty solid numbers there, and he's still going. Uh, no, we don't know how where he's going to grow into from here, but he's going to be one we'll keep an eye on at the end also. Next up is Greg Bingham, another fine linebacker. Wore that jersey 54 for 12 seasons. Played a middle linebacker for the Houston Oilers, 1973, all the way to 1984. So brilliant 12-year career with those Oilers. Uh, 21 interceptions. Uh, did not make any Pro Bowls or All-Pros that I see of. Uh, but uh, he's still a very solid player. And, you know, his uh, we don't have his tackle numbers because they did not keep track of it back in the era that he played in. But, uh, you know, a very good player all the same. Uh, Bob Johnson also wore that uh, jersey number for 12 seasons, 54. He was another center. He played in 1968 with the Cincinnati Bengals their inaugural year and played with them all the way through 1979. Uh, so, you know, Paul Brown brought him in right in that first year and coached him up uh, for a few years. He made one Pro Bowl during his career. Like we said, a lot, not a lot of stats, but a very solid player in Bob Johnson. Another 12-year player that wore 54 for those 12 seasons uh, is a four-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro Jeremiah Trotter linebacker position, most famously of the you know, Philadelphia Eagles, Washington Redskins. Uh, you know, first four years with Philadelphia, 98 through 2001, and uh, spent a couple years with the Redskins, 2002-2003. And went back to Philly 2004 to 2006, spent a a year with Tampa Bay and then back with the Eagles again. So three times he uh, was back and forth into that Eagles lineup. And what a tremendous player. Twelve and a half sacks during his career. Like we said, four Pro Bowls, one time as an All-Pro. He had 914 combination tackles, 723 of those were solo. And uh, just a, another outstanding player that, you know, he might be have a, a look at our, our list here. So we're going to put him on our standby as well because he's another good one. And uh, Larry McCarron is another player that wore the jersey number for uh, 12 seasons. He was a Green Bay Packer from 1973 all the way to 1984 at the center position. Uh, another center. Uh, twice he was an all-pro and uh, just uh, he was nicknamed The Rock. You know, that's, that tells you what a good, solid blocker he is when you have a name like The Rock. Um, just a, another great player. Uh, not sure that he will make our list because not a lot of stats to, to back things up, but we do know he was a two-time All-Pro. And let's look at a more modern player, a guy that took last year off, but I believe is coming back for the 2021 season, Dante Hightower, the great middle linebacker of the New England Patriots, came in 2012, uh, played all the way through 2019 so far. Like we said, sat out uh, with the during 
COVID, uh, had some fears and some family health issues, uh, did not want to take it home to his family. Got to respect that. Uh, But he has had 314 solo tackles in his career, uh, 505 combination tackles, three-time Super Bowl champion, twice has made it to the Pro Bowl. And this guy's not done yet. He has only been in the league for, you know, less than uh, was it, eight, nine years, and uh, he's still got some great playing time left in him, and he is just a, a great roaming inside linebacker, can cover the tight ends, stuffs the holes on the backs coming through, and uh, just a very solid and tremendous player uh, in Dante T- Hightower, and I think we're going to put him uh, as another standby contestant on our list. Um, you know, maybe we ought to talk about a few more here. You know, Fred McNeil, uh, another a fine uh, lineman who played, uh, I'm sorry, linebacker who played with the Minnesota Vikings of 1974 all the way to 1985. And he had seven interceptions in his career. Uh, no Pro Bowls to his name were all pros. Uh, and of course, no Super Bowl championships, but another great player there we want to talk about and make sure he is recognized. You know, Tom Banks is another one that uh, you know, probably will not make our list, but another fine player, played center and guard uh, with the St. Louis Cardinals, 71 all the way to 1980. Uh, Four-time Pro Bowler, one time as an All-Pro, and more than 54 his entire career as well. And uh, Tom Leone is another, I'm sorry, Tom DeLeon is another player we want to make sure we mention because he was another significant one. Played center for the Cincinnati Bengals in uh, 1972-73. But we were number 50 those years, but then went with the Cleveland Browns in 1974 all the way to 1984, War 54 was their fine center for some of those great uh, Browns teams. Made two Pro Bowls, uh, probably on the outside looking in also, but uh, another significant one we want to talk about. Okay, so let's deliberate. We have seven spots already filled up. We need ten. Uh, Randy White, Brian Urlacher, Jim Ringo, our Hall of Famers are all on our list. Zach Thomas, Chuck Howley, Bobby Wagner, Brian Waters. Those are our seven that are in already. And I think we're going to end up putting uh, Mr. Spielman in as our eighth. Uh, we talked about him. And uh, Teddy Bruschi is another one. I think, uh, you know, even though he's went through some uh, big-time uh, health scares during his career, he fought his way back into him, played at a high level, won some championships uh, with the uh, New England Patriots, and I think we're going to put him on there. And our 10th spot is Jeremiah Trotter, who's another great uh, outside linebacker, had a brilliant career with the Eagles, uh, a little bit with the uh, Washington Redskins, and I think it was Tampa Bay, but he had just another one. So there's our top 10 greatest number 54s in NFL history by the Pigskin Daily History Dispatch. If you have any complaints, comments, uh, additions to that list of maybe things we missed, email us at pigskindispatch at gmail.com. We are going to have an episode later on after we get done with all these numbers to try to make any corrections. Uh, anybody that's, and we have a few already that we'd like to make. Uh, don't get it right every time, but we, with you, our listeners, we want to get as accurate as we can to have these greatest players of all time in NFL history that wore each jersey number. And we are glad that you're listening to us today. Uh, we hope you'll join us 
on pigskindispatch.com and our regular Pigskin Dispatch podcast where we bring you daily history. Uh, you know, Every single day of the year, folks, we come up with the history of that date that you're talking about. So, you know, if it's uh, February 17th, we'll give you all the football history from February 17th throughout the year. And there's a lot throughout the year because we talk about all of our birthdays of Hall of Famers on those days and any events or occurrences that happened uh, in football. Uh, we try to do it at any level that we can find in any league. And, um, you know, you can bring those to us also at pigskindispatch at gmail.com if we miss any of those because we want to get this right and we want to be an historic record keeper on a daily basis of football history of the American football game. So until tomorrow, everybody, have a great gridiron day. That's all the football history we have today, folks. Join us back tomorrow for more of your football history. We invite you to check out our website, pigskindispatch.com, not only to see the daily football history, but to experience positive football with our many articles on the good people of the game, as well as our own football comic strip, Cleat Marks Comics. Pigskindispatch.com is also on social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all of your positive football news and history. Special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during our podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Each week, the official Football Learning Academy podcast will take you deep into the history of pro football through interviews with players, coaches, or administrators in the NFL, as well as interviews with Pro Football Hall of Fame selectors, authors, and historians. You'll learn how the game evolved and important moments that shaped the sport into what it is today. And don't miss the Pro Football History Nugget of the Week. Listen to the official Football Learning Academy podcast on the Sports History Network. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.